face for radio. Hit it, hit, hit it. My friends call me the club man. We're gonna call you a kid diddler. What the fuck did you just do, buddy? Yeah, next time don't murder anybody in the yeah. bar. I'd give it a six out of ten. I don't want any new friends. They're all human, no tail. Yeah, I want to come on the pod, pod, pod. I've heard about this. <laughs> PJ, you were a professional Santa. Can you eat the cigarette butts? How long is this tapeworm diet going to take? We'll check that <laughs> on instant replay. You're a naughty boy. You're ruining it. How old were you when you guys were drinking a keg of beer? Maybe eight. Hit it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 35 of the I've Heard of Both Ways podcast. And I'm pretty sure 35 is the number. Do you remember Anthony Thomas from the Bears? Uh, Not off the top of my head. So he was rookie of the year in like 2001 or something, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, and McDonald's came out with bobbleheads for him and Brian Urlacher that year. And obviously I bought them like right away because my bobblehead obsession runs very deep. Uh, but they you were know. recalled. They, they were recalled after like a week because they were used. Uh, they used an excessive amount of lead paint paint in them. Oh, nice. So I still have them in the box, and I was looking it up like a couple weeks ago to see if they're worth anything. Some guys were selling them for like 45 bucks on eBay, and other guys were selling them for like $8. <laughs> and no, I mean, we're, we're, they were for sale for that amount, but none of them were selling. Wow. So, so might just, not, not a huge market for those guys. I might just hang on to those and then tell my future daughter how much they're going to be worth someday. $48. With a pile of Beanie Babies. I don't think those are worth it that much anymore either. They're worth nothing because everybody bought them. And because they were so hard to buy at the time, people are like, oh, these are collector's items. So, so many people were saving them in, like, mint condition and all that shit. So, yeah. I also Beanie have bubble, Beanie Baby bubble burst. Oh, yeah, for sure. It blew as high as, like, the atmosphere and then burst as big as anything else. Uh, but I have the – they released, like, the McDonald's mini Beanie Baby editions. Like, they were, like, four oh, European yeah. countries or something. I have those in the box. And the only reason we have them is because – they were like impossible to get my cousin worked at McDonald's or something when they came out and she was like telling my mom like, Oh yeah, bring the kids in and I'll make sure you guys all get one of each. The only reason I have them got the hookup, which it was that McDonald's, um, in, I don't know if it's Glenview or Northbrook, but it's, uh, Finkston and fuck. What's that cross street where you get off the highway at Willow. Yeah, Willow. It was Finkston and Willow. You know, it's like an inline McDonald's. Like, it's not a standalone. Oh, the one in the strip mall? Yeah, it's in a strip mall. There's no drive-thru. There's no anything. It's an inline McDonald's, which, like, are very rare. Yeah. That but, uh, so, never yeah, forget no, that. that. That's where Ray got the hookup for Beanie Babies. If anybody wants to make me an offer, uh, I'm all ears. So, just let me know. Yeah. Send us an email. Ray, what's our email address? I don't know. Can you tell everybody? I think it's IHIBW69 at gmail.com. Correct. We're working on a new handle, but as of right now, we don't have one. Uh, but you're, we do, You're working on a new handle. I don't have we, any issues with the current one. <laughs> we do have plenty of reviews. Oh, do we? So we have one from Antush. It's titled Solid Pod, and it reads, I was told I'd get a box of mustard if I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> so Antush, you can email us at IHIBW69 at gmail.com, and we can talk about a box of mustard. Yeah. Then um, we have uh, another one from Captain KOS13. Titled, KOS rates five stars, and then it says, I, KOS, hereby rate the IHIBW podcast five stars. Also, I just found out I can listen through Apple Podcasts and not just Spotify. Also, shout out, K. Hank Fab, which for, <laughs> I, Pete, I don't know if I told you, but our friend Hanky, who will be featured in a story today, um, has like a CAD machine that can fabricate 
designs and stuff on metal, basically. What do you, I don't even know what you call that. Okay, Hanky Fab One, I think. Is his okay, name. yeah, that's that's the official term. Exactly. Uh, but he's, he's been working on getting doing doing one with our logo but i keep sending him the file and because the font we chose or whatever like the b's the p's anything that has like a cutout within the letter is going to come out like fucked up so we're working on finding out how to make it not fucked up so more 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 to come on that later and then we have our last review this week from moshe 1112 titled love the pod all caps and then uh it says so i met this guy at craple's bar and told him this killer story i told him i'd give him five stars if he tells it on air which we will tell it on air because that's the hanky story intriguing so shout out to moshe keep listening because you'll hear your story uh speaking of stories remember do you remember remember I when remember. You came back from Denver, and they yelled at you for trying to bring your knife as a carry-on? Yes, I think I do remember that. What happened? What's that noise? Oh, oh it's oh. my knife. It made it back from Colorado. What, like three or four weeks later? Um, yeah, something like that. It came on Thursday. What did they make you do? Like, how do you send something through the airport? Like, what? what's that process? At Denver Airport, I don't know what other airports have it. Uh, they have like a little blue box at the beginning of the security line, and it's like you drop whatever you're mailing in this bag and fill out a form with payment information, uh, like your credit card. Like you just then, write your credit card on this form at the airport. Yeah, and then you drop it in this bin, and then they mail it to you. How much did it cost you? $19.98. Right. Even though the form that I filled out said it would be $14. Oh, boy. $5 processing handling. Yeah, some some nonsense like that. Um, um, but at least it made it back, so that's that's good, I guess. Did I thought they yelled at you when you were trying, like they caught you through the x-ray machine. They did. And so, then you just had to like go back and get that thing, or they brought you one or something? No, they made me go out of security and do that thing and then go back through security. So you had to, like, re-wait in line again? Yes, correct. Which they did not tell me at the time. He's like, well, you can mail it. And I was like, okay. He's like, follow me. And so he just, like, stands. Takes you out of the corral. Takes me out of the thing. And he's like, here you go. And then he walks away. I was like, wait. what? And he's like, oh, you have to go back through security now. I was like, what the fuck? I just went through security. That seems pretty redundant, guy. You already caught me. Like, what, you're going to catch catch something else again? Yeah, right? Which, by the way, every, anything goes through O'Hare. Like, it, you can bring through oh. an entire bottle of lotion. You can bring whatever you want. Oh, it's it's most certainly not the first time that I've flown out of O'Hare with a knife. I've got... The only time I ever get caught is in an airport is coming home to Chicago. Like, yep. leaving, they don't give a shit. But when you come home, they're like, you can't bring... This is more than three ounces. And you're like, well, nobody else gave a shit. Yeah, no one else cared. What's and plus, O'Hare I was doing? on good behavior coming out here, so I'm going to be on good behavior going home. Yeah, true. I didn't, I didn't blow the plane up with my... 3.7 ounces of lotion, sir. Speaking of good behavior, I almost flipped out at Krispy Kreme today. Chris and I, we had to go to a funeral, and then we had to go to um, a graduation party, and the graduation party was like five minutes away from Krispy Kreme, and we were talking about the new donuts, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and I'm like, well, we're going after this. So we go there, and we walk in, and I see like the display case is like half empty. And I walked up, and first thing, I'm like, are these the only donuts you have? And she was like, uh, yeah, we had a big rush today that we weren't expecting. Like, Sundays are usually dead here, and so we're out of a lot of donuts. And I was like, what happened? And she was like, oh, the Pride Parade. We had, like, a big rush after the Pride Parade. And I was like, what? Did people just, like, come from the city and they're like, you know what I want today? I want a shitload of Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. You know what I need to recharge from the Pride Parade? All of the Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, it was, like, the most ridiculous tie-in I've ever heard of. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, 
you were here. I was not, but whatever. Weird, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kristen came home yesterday. These are completely unrelated, but I had to get it off my chest. She went to some party city or something was closing by us. And so they had like a deal where everything was like 90% off. So she bought a shitload of Halloween decorations, which we already have a ton, by the way, because Kristen's favorite holiday. So she like really does it up for Halloween. And, um, she came home and was like, oh, look what I got. And it's holding up this like little costume. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? And she was like, oh, it's for the baby. I'm like, you know, you're not giving birth before Halloween. Right. And she was like, oh, no, it's for next year. And I was like, wait, you bought a baby costume for Halloween 2020. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on now? She's like, well, it was $2. And I was like, well, you could have just like ripped those two dollars up and it would have been more well spent because now we don't have something that we're going to find like december 2020 and be like oh shit we forgot to that we bought a costume 15 months ago yeah that's probably how that's going to go yeah well and then she was telling her sisters and stuff at the graduation party and they were like oh yeah no i went you told me about the sale so like all of them went and got stuff so are we allowed to know what the costume is or is it going to be a no, surprise in December of 2020 when you find um, it? Um, well, she never told me I can't say anything about it. So it is from, uh, the nightmare before Christmas. I know Jack is the main character, Jack Skellington. I remember that. Yeah. Um, it's the girl character, which by the way, it's just like, she was like, Oh, look what I got. And shows me like the, the shirt part. And it just looks like, it there's just like stitching and stuff on it. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh, and she was like, okay, it's good. It's, it's from the Nightmare Before Christmas. So haven't you seen it? I'm like, I watched it twice. I watched. I remember watching it in elementary school because our art teacher was in hindsight, like we didn't know it at the time, but like she's a real big fucking stoner, um, <laughs> and that was like her favorite movie. So we would watch it for Halloween, and then we would watch it for Christmas. Watch it again for Christmas. It was pulling double duty. Exactly. Like watch it five weeks later for Christmas. It's really lazy lesson plan, but okay. That's- that's teachers, I guess. Which, by the way, uh, one of her cousins is, like, student teaching somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And he was talking about how he was like, yeah, you know, like, high school kids can, like, smell fear in a new teacher. And I was like, oh, that's for sure. Because we always knew, like, you kind of, like, pick on and, like, bully the teachers who are not prepared um and then the ones who are get like a little bit more respect and whatever and i was like yeah the weirdest part for me was like growing up when you're a kid you think all of your teachers are like really old and stuff and then you realize that they were like in their 20s when you were like 11 and 12 and then anytime they showed a movie was because they were like out partying the night before yeah a hundred percent yes that it's like when you when you know someone who's a teacher and you're like go out with them because you don't have work the next day and they're like getting real tuned up like what don't you have work it's fine i'll just show a movie yeah movie night like we had a guy we have a guy on our softball team and we had a championship game we won and he's getting fucking tuned up at the bar after and i was like don't you have to work tomorrow and he was like well i told my students that if we won we'd be watching a movie and if we lost we'd be doing like whatever the lesson plan was for that day so he goes well you got like 25 kids who are on our side before this game that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) um but speaking of old people you sent me quite the article earlier this week i don't even remember what oh yes i do oh which by the way we're recording this on june 30th and it's going to air july 8th so don't buy into this timeline or anything but pj seagulls old people what's going on uh, so apparently some seagulls were keeping, uh, a couple hostage in their house for six days. They were attacking them every time they left the house. Roy and Brenda Picard, both 71, were, were confronted by two seag- two adult seagulls at every time they left their house. And the, the, uh, Roy, Roy ended up with a bloody head wound that required... <laughs> 
a trip to hospital. What country is this? This is in the UK. Just I could you can tell just he that he by he the ended picture, up with a, well picture. he ended up with a bloody head wound that needed hospital treatment. It's oh. like uh, it's like yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the US they would say like he went to the hospital. I don't know. Exactly. Like okay, so they're talking about how these are uh, oh, and what it's kind of telegraph.co.uk herring gulls. They're protected once nesting, which really would not fly with me. Well, that's my argument is that okay, so they're a protected species when they're nesting, and the problem is is like when they're nesting, they're very aggressive towards anybody coming near their nest. Well, they especially made especially old people apparently. Yeah, they made their nest outside of this pe- these people's houses, so they're like attacking them every time they come out of their house. But like my thing is, you know, it's in the UK because like at my house, there's a baseball bat by every door, so we come out with a baseball bat, anything comes near you and it's just like home run derby. But I don't care if something's attacking me, I'm not trying to check and see if something's attacking me as I leave my house, if I go to their nesting site and you know, whatever, like that's on me for trying yeah, to poke. But there. walking out your front door, if I'm getting attacked by a bird, that bird's getting fucking spiked on the ground. It's going to attack me once. And then we'll be having chicken wings for dinner. Yeah, or herring gall wings. Whatever. I think it's tomato potato at this point. I've heard it both ways. Um, I felt bad in the article. It's like, oh, my wife isn't well or very mobile at the moment, so she's relying on me to get out. And, like, at that point, if your wife is, like, that troubled and like can't go outside like you need to pick up your cricket racket or whatever they use over there or kick these dudes as you play soccer kick these seagulls and get them the fuck out of here yeah i don't know in the picture he has a pretty uh he's a pretty tough sweater vest on so he's got that <laughs> for him. it's like i don't even know it's green it's almost bright green at this point pointing out the window and they have a corded phone yeah <laughs> Which that yes. might just be like an English thing. I don't know, but whatever. I, yeah, if you're one of our English listeners, send us an email and let us know if that's a thing. They does, end, that, does everyone there have corded phones, or is it just old people? We'll have to ask Gina, the mom of three who married an Englishman, to get to the bottom of that. Oh, yeah, we could just text him. Uh, <laughs> just, te- just text him right now. Do you have a corded phone? <laughs> you text him. Because every time, so every time you would go out with Gina is my cousin and her husband, Paul, is from England and he is, I think he just turned 40. So he's nine years older than us or eight years older than us, whatever. Every time he would go out with you, Gina would be like, okay, Paul, like, take it easy. Like, I know you can't keep up with these guys. And then every, like, like clockwork, the next morning, he couldn't go out with us anymore because he, like, did it up too hard the night before. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's he's an instigator. He's an instigator for sure. 1,000%, but that's the he'll, classic. He'll, dis- he'll disappear to the bar and show back up, like, Oh, I got us more drinks, and now we're doing shots. It's like, what do, What are we doing here, man? You're like, dude, it's a marathon, not a sprint here. <laughs> well, yeah, and then he'll keep drinking with you till 5 in the morning, and then he'll have to sleep till 5 p.m., and then isn't allowed to go out anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's actually there's a lot of people that have had that happen to them after going out with me. My, friend's, his- my friend's wife called me one, uh, one morning, and she goes, um... You were out with Brad last night, right? I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, he's sleeping naked on our bathroom floor. Uh, I don't think he's going to be hanging out with you anymore. <laughs> You're on the band list now. Yeah, I'm, I'm that. I like the, like the uh, O'Shea house is that house. I'm <laughs> that friend. Yeah, exactly. Delete his number. What was Paul's drink of choice? Oh, um, in Wisconsin, it yeah. was... Vodka, Diet Coke, no ice. Oh, my God. That just sounds disgusting. Yeah, it was not good. But that didn't stop me from having about 47 of them and thinking I was going to die the next day. I mean, you survived. I saw that. The sunburn actually, didn't. The sunburn was actually the worst part of it. We need to put up that picture of when you just slept in your clothes in, like, that <laughs> beanbag chair all night. I'm gonna, was, that I have, that, was that that trip? 
I think so. I but I didn't that. make it to the bed. I just had to sleep in the beanbag chair in my Hawaiian well, shirt. You look so peaceful that, like, if you died, we would have just had the guy, like, embalm you on the chair, and we could have just displayed you. <laughs> His uh, final resting place, a well, beanbag chair. Speaking of dead people. Cause of he, death. Vodka. Vodka. vodka Diet vodka, Coke. No ice. No, uh, uh, speaking of dead people, do you did you ever run into that Guy Fieri Guy Fieri impersonator? No, I didn't, but I did take a picture of the billboard of him. <laughs> so he's been to taste the Pelo- He goes to every street fest to like drum up business because his business is literally being a Guy Fieri Fieri impersonator. Um, and so he goes to like all these street fests in Chicago and like does he look like Guy Fieri? He's fat. He has the Guy Fieri goatee and he dyes his hair. So like, I think he's a fat guy and is like, well, I can grow a goatee and I'm willing to dye my hair. So I'll just be the Guy Fieri impersonator. Like, I think that's how he got the job, but he went missing for a couple days at the end of June. Yeah. Guy Fieri abducted him. Yeah, and his, um, like, brother, I guess, was, like, posting on Facebook and is like, yeah, we we don't talk that much, blah, 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 but, like, his calls are going straight to voicemail, I can't get a hold of him, whatever, something happened, so if anybody has seen him, like, let me know, and so for, like, two days, nobody heard from this guy, and we're like, well, I think he's dead now, um, but which, by the way, if he died, like, people would know instantly who he was, because they're like, hey, check out this dead body, look how much it looks like Guy Fieri, and um, oh I Oh my guess- god, it's the Guy Fieri lookalike. <laughs> I guess according to this guy's name is Joey Koronowski or something, but he goes by Joey That Guy. If you go on Facebook and just search Joey That Guy, um, his Facebook page will come up and you can book him for all of your family parties and everything and impress all your friends. Um, but he we also... Should, we should try and get him on the podcast. We can easily, but he's one of those guys who, like, makes you pay for it, so we're not doing that. Oh, yeah, well, we won't be doing that. Actually, he might be okay with being paid in mustard, because that's how we got every other guest. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But uh, our former guest of the Christmas episode, Uncle Day-Day, used to be a property manager at the building he lives in, so maybe we can just have him text him and get him on the pod. Yeah, that's true. That'd be weird, but Dave would probably be into it. Oh, I guarantee he would be. Uh, Anyways, apparently he was at a friend's house or something who, like, really needed help. or It was, like, an emergency, and it was out of town, and he didn't bring his phone charger, and so his phone died, and he's just like, oh, whatever. Like, if somebody needs a Guy Fieri emergency, I guess you're out of luck today. Um, And then he posted on Facebook, and was like, oh, guys, don't worry. I'm alive. Thanks for being concerned and stuff, and I think, like, five people commented on it. That's what he wants you to think. Uh, He also works at a deli. Oh, you you should ask your dad, because he posted a picture here of him working. um, He posted a picture with your dad. I don't know if it's a picture of him at the Board of Trade or at the Merc, but um, he's just outside the pit at one of the desks, so maybe we can have patch see if he knows anybody um but he what the fuck was i saying now god damn it you got sidetracked uh you said he posted oh, like hey guys i'm alive and yeah i'm alive blah blah, blah whatever yeah um but he was like yeah i didn't have my phone charger and i figured like nothing was an emergency so no big deal who what phone there are only like two types of phone chargers these days right yeah that's it's like I think everything is almost on the like the USB C or the Apple charger now. Exactly, like Lightning or USB C. That's it. Yeah. So not only he he just didn't go to a gas station to get right. Oh like God. you you could you could just you can go to almost any gas station now, and it's like you get five dollars for any phone charger cable. It's like all three of them come on one. Because they're like, we're not fucking fucking with this, so just take them all. Um, he has a poster, a picture up with, this is another guy who goes to all the street fests. His name is, like, 
tin can guy or something. This guy has like a metal plate in his head. Oh and yeah, so, I've seen that guy. He's magnetic, right? Yeah. So he glue. Well, he met. He puts these empty beer cans or pop cans or whatever on his bald head and they just like stick on his head because he has a magnet in the can and his fucking plate in his head is magnetic. And so he's another guy like pay me and I'll come to your parties and shit. And it was like, dude, I wouldn't let you in if you paid me to come to my party. Yeah, that's pretty. I saw him at like some parade or something. He was like, walking around with a shirt with his website on it or something. And I was like, why, why would anyone, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why would anyone want like some weird bald guy to come glue cans to his head at their party? Like what the fuck? There's also a clip of a judge Mathis taping where judge Mathis like calls out Joey, that guy for looking like Guy Fieri. And they were like, get this guy in the front row. What? That's amazing. So shout out at Judge Greg Mathis on the Twitter. Uh, Joey, that guy also works at Rex Italian uh, Foods. It's like uh, an Italian deli, and he's like the kitchen manager there. So if you ever want to see him like just go like during blow, the week. He's blowing up his spot right now, or does it's he like want people no, to know Rex, that? Rex is the best food. Um if you're ever, it's at like Harlem and Montrose or something. I don't know. It's, it's over there um, by like Harvard Heights and like the Harlem and Irving Plaza Wait, Mall. Wait, quick interjection on that. Do you think we should open a um, milkshake place on Harlem and call it the Harlem Shake? <laughs> that, okay, so that can be like the dessert option to the... I-H-P-B-W poutinery. Yeah, okay, great. I have it's right close, next door. I have to close this guy's Facebook page. But if you're ever looking for good Italian food, go to Rex Italian Deli or food or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, Tell Joey that guy, I-H-I-B-W, sent you. Do you probably wanna... be weirded out. Yeah, exactly. Tell him I-H-I-B-W sent you and that you need to go on the podcast ASAP and to leave a five-star review. And we'll give him some mustard. Exactly. Uh, do you want to talk about your concert you went to last night with the scuffle? Uh, yeah, so I went to uh, the Zach Brown Band last night, and uh, you know, it was you know, it was a it was a fine it was a fine evening. Good show. They played a lot of their old stuff, a lot of good sing along tracks, good shit. They also played uh, the Devil Went Down to Georgia, which was. I think a- they have you been to their show before? No. Um, cause Cav, Cav used to go to their concerts like every time they were in Chicago, Milwaukee. So he'd go not, like four times a summer. Not surprising. Um, and he would always send me a video when they played it. He was like, see, you could have fun at this concert. Was so, it good? Uh, yeah, it was a so, pretty, the rendition pretty good rendition. Of rendition. Went down to do it. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good rendition. I mean, they the, the fiddle player can fucking shred. That's the key to that song. Yeah, so it's that's that's what makes their rendition pretty good. But that was obviously not the highlight of the night. The highlight of the night was a hundred percent the people watching. There was uh, there was some real, real, uh, real fine specimens on display last night. Got some people just you know casually showing, comparing tattoos on the lawn. No big deal. <laughs> but that. That was only that was only the uh, that was only the pre-show. The main event was a wrestling match in the middle of the lawn. After <laughs> after a couple guys was they were cranking twenty-four ounce like um, watermelon aritas. Oh, they got all antsy in their pantsy and started to wrestle. Is that what so, they sell there? There they sell like Bud Bud Light and then the Bud Light aritas. Uh, they also sell. Oberon, Coors Light, Michelob Ultra, uh, some of those sparkling uh, water alcohols they have now that the uh, the youths are drinking. Uh-huh, the some sort of long nail thing. Uh, sure. And then they had fireball shots and jello shots. They were selling shots there. I yeah. guess fireball at a country concert is like, like fish in a barrel so yeah oh a hundred percent so how did this fight start i have no clue because these 
these guys were in the same they were like the same group it was and they like were right next to you by the way yeah they were like right in front of me a little bit to the left and then the 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 wrestling happened i took i tried to take some pictures but it was dark out and they were rolling around on the ground so it's blurry it's but the worst picture because everyone took, around it is three is clear and then the picture of like the part of the two guys wrestling they just like want they look like one big blurred out yeah it's like one blurry thing let me see yeah. i got like yeah mm, there's one where the one guy's laying on the ground but that that's not <laughs> not a keeper not a keeper we can I'll, I'll we'll post them on the instagram you guys let us know how terrible they are i did my best and then I also have the picture of the people comparing tattoos on the lawn to share as well. What were their tattoos of? Could you see? Um, the one guy that I could see, his one arm has like a barbed wire with a yin-yang sign above a Celtic cross. And then the other arm, he has like some sort of mostly black half sleeve thing and a Bud Light, obviously. Tattoo stories are either really good or really bad because they're either like, oh, yeah, well, like this is something from my family, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a 10 minute story behind it. That's pretty cool. Or it's like, yeah, I wanted a tattoo. So I went and looked through the book and this is on the first page. So I picked it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So you can always tell you I was just. I was trying to think how to say this. You can always tell the people whose tattoos are, as you put it, quote unquote, from the book. Yeah, it's what they are. They're from the book. They're, they're, they're very generic. Well, or even then they're like, OK, I want this picture of this thing or whatever, but I want to put my own spin on it. And then they just Google something and find it. And they're like, this is what I want. I'm like, that image already exists. Yeah. Uh, so last or last night i guess but it would be the last weekend um i went out with kos his lady friend uh moshe and my uncle paul kristen and i like went to check out kos's new house which was my nana's house that he completely remodeled um and it looks sick by the way uh but we went out to dinner and i told you saturday morning i'm like hey I don't have anything for the podcast yet, but I'm going out with the O'Shea boys, so I'll have plenty to talk about when we get back. And I texted you one thing so I wouldn't forget, and then I'm like, I think I just need to enter these in the Google Doc. What was oh. your thought when you saw the Google Doc? Well, I mean, I saw that it was getting updated, and so after the concert, I was like, I was I started reading it and I was like, oh god, what does I really can't wait to know what some of this means. Like so there's, there's some there's some very good rate billet cracker barrel. I need to know more. We'll get to that in a minute. Um we were talking just like bullshit and stuff and talking about a job we did for these people who live around the corner from KOS's house. And my uncle has known them like his entire life, blah, 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 had done plenty of work for them over the years. Um, but her and her husband are like 60, between 60 and 70 years old. Like they had their grandparents like 10 times over, have a bunch of kids, whatever. Um, and the 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 husband is very nice, very quiet, seems like a very by-the-book type of guy, and his wife is also, like, very nice, very quiet, like, would make us cookies all the time, was, like, insisting on letting uh, her make us, letting us let her make us, like, lunch and whatever, um, which we kept declining because I just, like, I felt, I always feel weird when somebody wants to do you a favor like that because you have to if it's good great but if it's not good you have to like pretend it's good yeah exactly well and uh, then you know i'm not and then she wants to keep doing it and you're just like having to eat lunch that's not that great every time you go over there um but we did two of their bathrooms and then once we finished those two we were going to start on the master bathroom and so we get into the master bathroom and she cleaned out like almost everything but she didn't clean out the medicine cabinet and Michael oh, opened 
Oh boy. Michael opened the medicine cabinet and found a ton of post-it notes. Do you want to guess what those post-it notes said? Mm. I... Or what type of post-it notes they were for? I mean, were they like which pills of to a take? Sexual nature. Oh no. Okay. Yes. So I thought Michael they were. Okay, I was it, way off. And he was like, hey, you need to come here and you need to see this. So I go over there, I open up the medicine cabinet, and I was like, oh my god. They said things, like, they were very, like, nice and sweet and stuff, but it's one of those, like, we were so shocked by seeing it out of this woman, or in general, but out of this woman specifically, and they were just like, oh my god, I love my sexy husband, or the other one was like, I can't wait to for you to get out of the shower so I can see you naked or like all these fucking weird things that again, like I'm so happy that they still love each other at this age and like all that stuff. But it is so bizarre to see the horniness of like a 65 year old couple, um, like in front of your face. Yeah. That's upsetting. So we were when you were, when you're not expecting it, like whoa! Well, exactly, and it wasn't like like their interactions with each other with everyone else. Like never in a million years would I You'd have, have no these, idea. This is what yeah. we find in there. Um, but we were like, what should we do? And my uncle was like, well, we should just give them to her. And I was like, well, that seems like the worst idea on earth. Let's just throw them away and act like this never happened. <laughs> so yeah. That's that's what I, I think I would have gone with. We did that, and then DOS wasn't there. The legend of DOS wasn't there, but because um, the weekend before, he went on a nine-day ride to the Grand Canyon and back on his motorcycle, um, which the picture he took looked fucking sweet. We'll put it up on the Instagram and see what he says about it. Um, but it was a nine-day trip that was supposed to be 14 days, but like they got out there and were like dicking around and stuff, and then one of the guys they were with was like, yeah, I want to go home. Let's go home. And they were like, well, we have, like, three more days to hang out here. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather just be home right now. What? So they all just bailed? That's what I said. There were four of them. And I was like, well, you should have said, fuck you. Go. Like, go home. We'll be here. Um, But whatever. They didn't. But before this had happened, they decided they were driving along and saw signs for Las Vegas and were like, oh, we should just go there. So it was like, oh, Las Vegas, 600 miles, 500 miles, 400 miles, blah, blah, blah. Well, they pull into Las Vegas. And do you want to guess what state it was in? Mm, I'm going to guess not Nevada. It was not Nevada, but it started with an N. It was fucking Las Vegas, New Mexico. Nice. They, they pulled up, like, they pulled over and were like, well, we should book a room. So they pulled up, like, the Aria, and but they pulled it up on Google Maps, and it said that it was 600 miles away. <laughs> yeah, that's, so they, they just went completely wrong direction. Correct. It had, we're nowhere near Las Vegas, Nevada. I mean, you that that feels like a trap so dos is the ultimate doesn't use a cell phone guy hates texting hates talking on the phone like the only thing he uses his phone for is watching netflix um and he hates like especially when he's on his bike like you can't really check google maps and all that stuff so like you really have to know kind of where you're going and then you have to pull over and stop and like check the map and all that shit. Uh, well, apparently they just thought that following a sign that said Las Vegas was good enough for them. So yeah, they just exactly. That's how, that's how they suck you in. It's like, yeah, Las Vegas, like Las Vegas. When you're out there, it's like, yeah, that hat, that's got, you know, that's gotta be the Las the Las Vegas. Yeah. So Not Las Vegas, New Mexico. So speaking of sucking, we were, they were talking about like where we wanted to go to dinner after we were checking out the house and all that stuff. That uh, transition though. <laughs> so they were like, Oh, let's go to Craples. It's a steakhouse, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. I figured we were going to a bar and they're like, well, it's kind of half a steakhouse and half a bar. And I'm like, 
I'm in. Well, I don't know what this is, but I have to see it now. And so we pull in, and the parking lot's fucking slammed and, like, can't buy a parking space. It took us, like, ten minutes to find a parking space for a standalone restaurant. Um, so we get well, a parking I space. Off to a good start. We walk in, and sure enough, on one side, like, the left side, it was this whole, like, Strong outdoor. Side. <laughs> Strong side. It was a whole outdoor bar. They had a stage. They had a fire pit. Like it had a very like Northwoods feel to that side of the bar. And then sure enough, on the right side was like a white tablecloth steakhouse. And uh, they kept saying that the quality of food is like unbelievable. Like you can get a burger and it's great, or you can get like the filet mignon for sixty bucks and it's also unbelievable so get whatever you want on the menu so we're waiting at the bar for our table to open on the bars like the bar restaurant side not the so wait i have i have some side. questions shoot is the menu different nope like same, the menu. Bar, same menu is the bar and the the white table cost steakhouse correct same menu. So, you can get the $10 burger at the steakhouse side, or you can get the $60 steak at the... I, I call it the bar side, but they had, like, regular tables and stuff over there, too. But it's just the only way the I can say The bar restaurant it's side, yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. You can... Same menu throughout. Um, so... I'm pretty into this place. It sounds fantastic. You're going to love it even more as I continue on. But we sit down at the bar, and we're waiting, and Mike O is like, hey... I got a story for you about Hanky. Hanky is one of Michael's best friends. Um, I met him through snow plowing and stuff, and we're good friends now. He's a big fan of the podcast. He listens. He's a farmer by trade. He listens to this in the tractor. Um, and he, they were out. We did like a 24-hour snow plow one day, like, 24 hours straight and after they both went home went to bed woke up at like four in the afternoon and just like texted each other and they're like let's go get a steak so they went to craples and they walk in and there was like trivia or some shit going on or whatever um and it's them two sitting there and then these two ladies sitting next to them so they start chatting them up blah 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 well this one lady is like real into hanky and um we come to find out that she it, both of them are 38 years old this one particular lady that is into hanky failed out of the chicago police department training program or something because she had an injury so that sounds fishy yeah, exactly. Air quotes, injury, yeah, so alleged. Basi- <laughs> so they're basically, they're like looking, blah, blah, blah. And Michael's trying to convince Hanky to like get her outside. And I forgot to mention that when they pulled in, Hanky has an extended bed four-door Dodge Ram pickup truck. And in the back of it, he had his snowmobile in it. Um <laughs> So they're Sweet. pulling they're pulling up and the valet guy goes, he was like, Hey, just park it right here next to the front door. And Hanky was like, Are you sure? And he was like, Well, it says motorcycle parking only, but there's like four inches or four feet of snow on the ground. So I think that snowmobile is as close to a motorcycle as we're gonna get today. So just leave it right there. So they so go he inside. gets VIP parking. That's yes. excellent. So they're chatting up these these women at the bar and um michael keeps saying like get her outside tell her you ask her if she wants to see your snowmobile and so <laughs> hanky goes he's like hey do you want to go out and she just goes yes and so they go out it didn't even finish the question they were going to go out to hanky's truck but he was parked right in front and everybody was outside so they went to this lady's car and Michael didn't know where they were because her and this other girl were just like being nice and talking um and they're like <laughs> okay enough time has gone by they're like we need to go find these people because they're trying to close the bar down so they go out to Hanky's truck they're not there and the woman the girl Michael's talking to is like well I think I know where they are and basically like this has happened before so they go to they walk up to this lady's car and Michael looks in the window and sees a car seat in the back seat excellent always a good start she sees the passenger seat and there's hanky and then the 38 year old woman pops her head up 
So Hanky puts down the window, and he was like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, they're leaving. They're closing the bar. We need to go somewhere else. Um, and Michael, like, dips his head in, and he goes, hey, you didn't tell me you had a kid before. And she was like, uh, uh, it's it's not my car seat. Uh, it, it's my sister's car seat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, so um, apparently they went to, like, the next the bar next door or whatever and then saw the entire staff of Craples at the bar next door who was waiting for them to leave the bar. Uh, so they see them at the other bar, and then um, Hanky and this girl finish whatever they started at Craples. And right after, she starts talking about, like, how... <sighs> She wants to come over to Hanky's house because she can't come over to her house because she lives with her parents, and her parents are very strict about her having boys over. And you said she's 38, right? She's 38 years old, and her parents are very strict about her having boys over. Wow. So it gets better. Um, Times go on. They keep well. I don't know if it's better, but the story goes on. They they keep texting and stuff and whatever. And like, surprise, surprise, this lady turns out to be like a crazy person um, because she Hanky kept trying to get her to come over late night, and she kept saying, "No, you have to take me out to dinner first. And Hanky was like, "Well, I didn't have to do that last time, so why should I have to do that this time?" Type of thing. They go back and forth, and like eventually, like it fizzles out. Well, Mike O gets a text like a month ago from this weird number, and it was like, "Hey, buddy, how are you?" Blah blah blah, and he just goes, "Identify yourself on the text." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, oh, my God, I thought we were closer than that. And he was like, who are you? And she was like, don't you remember me from Craples? And he was like, oh, yeah, now I know who you are. Um, he thought it was the girl he had been talking to all night who just seemed like a nice lady, whatever. Turns out, Hanky got Michael's number from this other Hanky's girl, yeah, yeah, got Michael's number from that other girl, and then was just like trying to find another boyfriend. I'm assuming to take care of her child who fit in the child the car seat, but her sister's car seat. Yeah, exactly. But Michael texted Hanky to find it to confirm it was that chick, and eventually found out it was. And he was like, "Okay, she keeps asking me to take her out to dinner. I think I'm just gonna invite her over late night and see what she says." And then she flipped out on him for that. but so those are the types of people that go this craples bar is in worth illinois which kos kept calling the happiest place on earth (laughs) i don't know if it's their tagline for the city or what um but it's really weird in chaos has given us the whole fucking tour of the restaurant and he was like, yeah, so it's really weird here. Like this overhang, they have garage doors that go down in the winter. So you can drink at the bar in the winter, but in the summer they open it up and there's like a patio further back. And he goes, all the DOS types can smoke out there. And I was like, Oh, it's a smoker section. And he goes, Oh no, 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 no. You can smoke at the table as you drink and eat. And I'm like, that's illegal in this state. And he goes, not in the city of worth when you pay off the cops. And I'm like, the happiest place on earth. Yeah. I was like, uh, excuse me. And he goes, look around. And I look around outside and sure enough, there are a couple tables with people like eating their dinner with cigarettes or drinking their beer with cigarettes. And I'm like, so I haven't seen this one since like 2005. Oh, there used to be a bar in northern Michigan where if you wanted to smoke in the bar, you had to donate $5 to the bucket for when they got a ticket for letting people smoke inside. So there are a few, there are like three bars in Chicago that are somehow grandfathered in because they don't serve food. They're they're all dive bars, but you can smoke in there. Um, this place, there's no way it was grandfathered in, but... People were doing it. I saw it happen. Um, This place was fucking slammed when we were there. I described the parking lot. The scene was like the restaurant was a bigger zoo. Every table was packed. But they also had like 40 million servers and bussers and stuff working. I've never seen a restaurant that was that busy that had a staff that big as well. So it was pretty impressive. They They were prepared for the crowd. They're professionals. But what's impressive is my eye contact with servers whenever we need something. Are you good at that? 
yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I can, you know, stare. Because I am attention. the fucking best at it. Where a good server, when they're busy, will check up on you as much as she can. But, like, it's one of those... I'm running around with chicken with my head cut off, so, like, you need to get my attention. And I'm not an old guy who just, like, grabs at people, so I just have to, like, get their attention. And I can lock you down from, like, across the restaurant. And I was doing it when we were leaving to get the check, and I did, like, the finger check mark, you know? Yeah. And KOS's girlfriend is like, oh, have you seen that Amy Schumer movie? And I was like, uh, no. No, 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 Amy no. Schumer. Um, and she was like, oh, they do a joke about it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she was like, oh, so you're stealing Amy Schumer's joke. And I was like, well, actually, Amy Schumer, confirmed joke stealer, stole that one from Seinfeld, which I'm pretty sure stole it from someone else and someone else. Like, that joke has been going around for 30 years that I'm familiar with. Yeah, exactly. Um. But KOS's girlfriend and KOS go to Cracker Barrel every Sunday. And Cracker Barrel, I've never eaten it. Have you been to one? Yeah, oh, yeah. But they invited me. And after hearing this story, like, I have to go with them. Um, but I've never been. And they, so Rachel has a bulldog. And it's a girl. And her name is something. But KOS cannot handle that so he just calls her bill bill the bulldog everybody calls her bill and it takes like forever for people to realize that it's actually a female dog not a male dog but whatever so bill is a big fat bulldog and gets human food all the time um and when they go to cracker barrel they leave Bill in KOS's truck, leave the truck running with the heat or the AC, and Bill, they park right next to the window, get a seat next to the window. Bill sits on the center console of the truck and stares at them while they eat. So all of the servers know who KOS, Rachel, and Bill the Bulldog are. <laughs> and then they... <laughs> So now that the servers know, they, like, send them, they send Bill home, like, a to-go container with, like, biscuits and gravy or, like, a thing of ham off the bone or, like, whatever for the dog. That's amazing. What's so, amazing is that yeah, if you, Bill... We, it, we definitely need to go. If Bill, oh, for sure, I guarantee you they want you to come as well. If Bill knows two words in the English language, it's Cracker Barrel. If you need that dude <laughs> to get off the couch, say Cracker Barrel, and he'll run to the door. I love it. That's so good. Uh, speaking of so good. So that's, I was, uh, sorry, I was, that's not at all what I was expecting this story to be in regards to What did you, to you expect Bill. to be like a human? Yeah, I was expecting like some odd man named Bill that you encountered at a Cracker Barrel. Yeah, so we'll go That was not on, the case. We'll go on a date with Kevin and Rachel to Cracker Barrel for breakfast one and Sunday. And Bill. Well, and obviously Bill. Bill rides shotgun. Um, <laughs> so... Somebody left a piece of steak on their plate, like didn't finish it, and it was going to Bill. And Rachel insisted on not needing a styrofoam container because Bill attacks human food when you come home with it. And if it's in the styrofoam container, he eats it. So instead, <laughs> she wraps it up in a napkin and puts it in her pocket and brings it home to Bill. That's amazing. I'm gonna post some sweet pics of Bill on the IHIBW Instagram because they're fucking awesome. This dog is unbelievable. But um let's move on to the final story of the night. Do you wanna just read the Google Doc? Uh the last line of it? Yeah. Friend banging other friend's mom. So Care this, to elaborate? So this kid who snowplowed with us, um, I don't remember his name, so I don't have to worry about screwing it up. Um, he, great guy, very nice guy, um, has a kid now, um, is married now or getting married or some shit, whatever. Uh, really hard worker. But I guess when he was like 19 years old, um, 
he ended up banging his friend's mom um and i don't know how it got out because he said that like he didn't tell anybody um but like word sp- spread very quickly and so the banger was at his mom his his own mom's house and was just like hanging out in the garage and then the guy whose mom was banged showed up at the house beat the shit out of him in the garage and then left and so the kid's mom was like oh my god this guy just came over and like beat the shit out of my son like what's going on she called the cops the cops show up he's like all bloody with an ice pack on his face blah 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 and they're like what happened and so he was like uh i don't know whatever And they're like just tell us what happened he's like okay fine my buddy came over and last weekend I banged his mom and the cops like burst out laughing <laughs> and the guy was like writing on his pad and then just stopped and looked up and was like, continue. And so he's like, so he comes over, he finds out, he comes over, he beats the shit out of me and like I let him because I kind of deserved it. And then he left and my mom called the cops cause she didn't know the story. So now she knows the story and thank you guys for that. And they're like, uh, Okay, nice so <laughs> everything seems to be in order. We'll catch you guys later. And that was that. That's not great. It makes for a great story. Obviously, they're not friends shit. anymore, but whatever. Yeah. I, oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Are we doing our your, your new sign-off thing again? Yeah, I guess... Uh... Be excellent to each other. Party on, dude. And we'll see you guys next week.